All right, let's get to it. I'm going to talk about the mass shootings in Ohio and Texas today. So, like many people have been saying for a while now, but particularly um, the past few days in the wake of these mass shootings, is basically um, hate speech has power. Um, Words have power. And so, since the election of President Trump in America, and I've sort of touched upon it in my other episode, just talking about, um, basically, is it cool to hate black people now? Uh, There's been hate speech. There's been hate speech targeted at immigrants. Um, You know, this whole, some things have been very blatant, some things, you know, sort of barely veiled hatred for immigrants, you know, building walls and stuff. There's just that building on this fear that immigrants are taking over America and taking things away from white people. Um, And of course, that's not cool because of this idea of white supremacy. So what, and so everyone's blaming the President Trump for sort of being the instigator of behind these kinds of shootings and I have to say I wholeheartedly agree what the president doesn't understand and you know let's be honest he doesn't understand the power of his position the power of the being the president of the United States you can't just be some you know, mildly racist guy in this position. It's a very powerful position and your words have consequences. And in this case, uh, people's lives were lost because of your words. So as I said, the, you know, President Trump doesn't understand the power of his position, which isn't surprising because uh, he didn't understand the job at all. He, it's clear in, you know, all of his actions, uh, the idea of being a public servant just doesn't seem to fit with who he is as a a person. Um, And um, basically, he didn't understand anything about it, except that it was the most powerful job in the country. So he needed to have it. And, you know, it was just something for him to acquire. It wasn't about helping people. It wasn't about doing good for the nation. As much as he said it was, it was a very selfish acquisition to become president of the United States. And so uh, being uh, President Trump, uh, his life, I just being a wealthy, you know, tycoon or whatever you call, you know, businessmen of these types, I I doubt very much that his life has been impacted uh, negatively by immigration for many, many years, if at all. Um, You know, that is the... I guess, consequence of being in that type of life, uh, that type of business is that 
you know, I imagine that he would exploit uh, immigrant labor, immigrant people, or whatever the case may be, if at all, um, if there was any inter- interaction in their worlds. Uh, I imagine that Mr. Trump wouldn't uh, come across negatively from immigrants. And so, uh, however, the poor average American Joe who is white and, you know, is promised white supremacy, I can imagine that their lives are being impacted quite a bit by uh, what they perceive as being, you know, massive, uh, or what they're being told rather as massive droves of immigrants coming into their country, taking away their jobs, the jobs that they are, you know, somehow entitled to by their birthright of being white. Um, and so what the president doesn't understand is that when people are hearing those messages that he's reinforcing them being the most powerful uh, person in their country they're taking it as truth this is gospel this is a a very high important person who's telling them that these are truths capital t that it is not their imagination they are suffering and they are hurting because of immigrants and what does that do to somebody who has no other outlet. They don't have a a golden tower to retreat to at the end of the day, having someone, you know, bringing them food. They are struggling and they're angry and they're frustrated. And what do they do when they have access to guns is they take it out on their enemy, which are, they've been told, immigrants. So there is a famous sociological experiment um, about uh, basically there's a room full of people in a classroom and there are two lines drawn on the board, line A and line B. And line A is clearly longer than line B and uh, drawn on the board. And so everyone in the room except for one person is in on the experiment and uh, so basically the professor is asking the room which line is um, longer and everyone in the room that's in on the experiment will say that line B, the shorter line, is actually longer. And so the one person in the room who the experiment is basically being conducted on will often or always Uh, agree with the room they will not go against the masses it's um, been used to explain many different group behaviors of people why groups are so powerful and masses are so powerful and you know it's been used to explain behavior in the holocaust and why people won't stand up and clearly do what's right or say what's right um, because they won't go against the tide it's just a very interesting sociological psychological experiment so i'm mentioning it because what hate speech does when it comes from the president of the united states is that it makes these people that have been stewing in their own anger against immigrants and, you know, the other uh, people basically uh, that have believed that they are a supreme human being based on the fact that they're white, they have that validated. They feel that 
everybody in the room in the lecture hall is agreeing with them finally they're saying that line a is bigger is uh sorry yeah i think i said so they're basically agreeing that the line b the shorter line is bigger so they're feeling this emboldened they're feeling uh you know powerful they're feeling like everyone's with them against uh the immigrants and so um we have to be very careful about these words about what these words are doing to the country what they're doing um to these people making them feel that they're being backed that no one would uh blame them for murdering a mass amount of people these people they've been told over and over again that these people are a problem and they're trying to get rid of the problem of course in a vicious and evil uh way but once they feel that they have mass support and the backing then they're not going to feel like they're wrong so i wanted to end with two inspiring uh people that i have you know lived my life by uh the first is uh martin luther king and he talked about civil rights and the civil rights movement as not being for you know black people he talked about it being for the soul of america and he, he said it you know all the time and um you know published a book on it and just i it's just um it was about the idea that all of this hatred isn't just bad for you know minorities and you know immigrants and black people it was bad for white people too you don't want to have you know i think anyone who's heard about like hatred eating you up from the inside just having to let it go and having that kind of poison inside of you he, he it was just not good for america america doesn't want to be the country that's filled with hatred and that kind of poison and that's what the civil rights movement was about it was about freeing yourself from that kind of ugliness and that kind of evil and that it was good for the soul to be accepting to be to have a quality um it was good for america not just you know for minorities and i always thought that was so powerful because it it's so true and i think it was a a, a a quite a brilliant tactic as well to be don't do it for me do it for you be better be bigger be loving you know gain from appreciating the equality of all people and then uh with the passing of tony morrison uh I also wanted to, you know, honor her as well because her words, her stories are so powerful uh for um black people and black women in particular. Um and so she was such a strong writer and you know she used words in such amazing beautiful ways that touched so many hearts and so many lives and so um she one of her famous quotes uh from her Nobel uh prize winning speech was that uh she says we die that may be the meaning of life 
but we do language and that may be the measure of our lives and so for someone who was such a uh, crafter of words um, the fact that she understood the importance and you know the power of words that they can have how they can shape so many people's lives and hearts in good ways and in bad ways um, again I just wanted to drive home that point that you know it seems like an innocent thing you know just some comments but words are powerful they can motivate people to do inspirational and wonderful things and they can uh, you know drive people to do horrible evil things and so we shouldn't use them uh, wield them with such a way especially when we have such a, a voice and an audience and a influence when we're in a position of power we should understand um, what our words can do and what they can evoke so uh, thanks so much for listening and joining me in my blockading universe I'm you know uh, just wanted to talk about the power of words let me know what you think guys